Welcome back to episode 25 of The Linesman, presented by Hedgebetter over here at Hedgebetter World Headquarters. Um, just me tonight, Nick, on the mic. Um, RB has a previous engagement, unfortunately, and Coach Andy has been MIA for the past couple weeks. Sorry we took a break last week, obviously, for the international break. We don't really want to bore you guys with the with the international stuff, but there were some some good games that we that we kind of wanted to cover. But since I'm by myself, I'm going to do a quick little recap of the Prem um, right before this holiday weekend we got coming up here. Um, I'll just get right into it because there's some other news I want to talk about. Um, starting off the bat, new manager Steven Gerrard taking uh, Aston Villa to the promised land, getting their getting a win, and I think it was their I think it was their sixth game. Five, they, they, they lost five in a row. I think they won their sixth. But goddamn, there was a video of him on Twitter going through all the emotions of becoming a Premier League manager. And you know what? Good for him. He's back in the prime where he belongs. Um, he's a he's a legend in his own right. Unreal for England. Great for Liverpool. Um, and he's done a tremendous job with Rangers up in the up in the SPL Scottish Premier League. Um, and it's good to see him off to a hot start there. How long it'll last, we don't know. But I'm happy for him. It's exciting to see a new manager come in and make a statement win like that, especially against a team like Brighton, who's been playing so well this season. Um, statement win from Villa. Love to see it. Um, the next one up, we got Wolves and West Ham. Wolves taking the 1-0 win away from one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Um, that leaves uh, West Ham all the way down in fourth place two points behind liverpool and three points behind city um and three points above arsenal um that is insane great goal from uh Raul jimenez um in the 58th minute unbelievable um there's another there was another game <laughs> there was another game that day that i don't want to talk about yet we'll get to that in a couple minutes um moving on to sunday yesterday um the 21st we got Man City 3-0 win against Everton. Oh, my God. What a complete domination from a team. I haven't seen that from City a lot this year, but oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was unbelievable. The stat line is just... The stats are insane. It, it seemed unfair. It, they had 80% of the... <laughs> 80% possession, 2.4 expected goals, they had 17 shots and 13 on, on target with five big chances to score. It should have been a 5 nothing win. Um, they just were peppering, peppering Everton um, going forward. I don't think I didn't think I didn't see Everton really have a, any solid chances during that game. And it sucks for Everton too because they, they were having a good start to the season and now they've, they've tapered off a little bit. Um, they're a mid-table team like they usually are. Um, it's unfortunate to see because they looked really promising this year, but um, yes, it, it was uh, it was great for City and bad for Everton because Everton needs to start stringing some wins together if they really want to really want to push for a European spot. It's wide open. Um, and then the next game yesterday was Tottenham Leeds. Leeds obviously taking taking the one one nil win right before halftime. Daniel James scoring a goal. Um, it was a, it's been a tough go for uh, for Conte's men. Um, since he came into the uh, league, um, they've they beat uh, they beat Vitesse 
in the Europa League and then drew to Everton and then won 2-1 to um to Leeds. Um wasn't a great start for for against him for Conte against Everton. That was a tough game to watch. Um they just I think they were still finding their legs under him and now I think that that his game plan's starting to work. Um his formation that he uses, they use a great formation. I'm a really big fan of it. It was the it was the three four two one with three at the back, two wing backs uh, covering the center def- central defensive midfielders. Fantastic, and then they had the the one strike up top with Harry Kane, and the two kind of wing forwards with uh, Son and Mora, and they are a dangerous team. You know, I know Arby says it all the time. They have the pieces of the puzzle. They just needed someone to put it together, and I think Conte is the man to really is going to really start putting it together soon. They're going to be a serious team. Um, going forward and then here we go we're going to talk about it Watford beat Manchester United 4-1 in the most pathetic game I've ever seen in my entire life and you know what I don't want to be I don't want to be pointing fingers I don't want to be blaming anyone um, individually but the whole team the whole organization right now is to blame from the from the owners right down to the players and maybe to even the, even to the coaching staff, that's not Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, where apparently a lot of this these problems have been coming from. Um, Watford beat. Uh, Watford went two two zero up at the half. Um, Van de Beek came on at half and scored the only goal for Manchester United. How fitting that he scored the only goal for United, the last goal of the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer era, and I don't know what happened. Um, it makes me a little upset to talk about because Ole is such a good guy. I know being a good guy in football doesn't really get you get you anywhere. It's all about the results and how you can hold a dressing room together and 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 you know challenge for trophies. You know he we challenged for trophies. He challenged for trophies for two and a half years. Um, unfortunately, he fell short every single time. Three semifinals, one final, and um, and um, uh, haven't. Didn't come out with the trophy. Came always came up runner up or third place. Um, but he has the highest. He brought us back to challenging for a trophy for the Premier League um, last year. Came in second, right behind City. Unfortunately, um, obviously that's not good enough for United fan standards. Um, but I don't know. I, I if you I honestly really can't give you an answer to what went wrong. Because last year they had this great, this great, this the spirit that was unbreakable. You know, no matter if they were down or not, um, they would always come back and find a way to win. And it even started earlier this year. I don't know what has happened fundamentally to the team. I don't know if it's bringing in Ronaldo or or Sancho. They have like these insane expectations for people to for people to just looking for individual brilliance to to um um. To, to pull out wins they're not playing as a team and I, I know I say this about PSG a lot because I think it's still true for PSG they're just a bunch of big name players that aren't actually a team um it's just it's just frustrating to see as a fan um these performances in and out starting with the Liverpool game five nothing lost to Liverpool two nothing lost to City a win against a shitty Tottenham team who's now turned it around, I would I would say, barely beating Atalanta, and then 
finally losing 4-1 to Watford, which should never, ever happen. They just got promoted. I know they're, I know they're struggling to survive, but that's going to set them up for, 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 for success in the, in the future, down the line, staying above uh, the relegation zone. Um, and then Sunday morning, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was relieved of his duties. He did a very emotional um, farewell interview. And I see a lot of people criticizing criticizing him for doing it. Um, I think it was just a, a safe face for the team. And um, it's probably not really, really for saving face for himself. Um, he just wants to, he wants to know that he's taken the full responsibility for, for what's happened, um, even though the players are trying to be like, no, I did it. No, it was our fault. It was everyone's fault. And hats off to Solskjaer for, for bringing back some spirit back into the team, um, developing the youth players. I think, I think there was a, he set a record for, for managers. It's he's played besides Sir Alex, um, obviously in his three years his two his almost three years as manager. He brought in, um, 16 first, uh, youth Academy players to start. Um, and, that's impressive, you know. That sets the that sets the foundations up for another solid uh, youth performance or youth players coming into the team and making a breakout, um, which is nice. You've seen it with Rashford, you see it with Greenwood, um, and you see it with Scott McTominay. Even though I don't think Scott McTominay is very good right now, but it's it's it was he's he's done a lot of positive things, and it's just unfortunate that the wheels fell off the bus um, at the at specifically this time where they were supposed to have a big year. And, you know, they had one disappointing result and then, you know, another and another. And then it leads, and it leads to um, the manager getting fired, which is always terrible to hear, you know, because the player's like, it's, oh, it's our fault. I go, if it's your fault, then why aren't you trying harder? Because you see some of those players out there, as soon as they go a goal down, it's like the game's over. They've given up. No, no, no spirit, no heart. They don't want to win. They don't want to, they want to want, they don't know what, they don't want to defend, you know? which is very unfortunate. Um, and I think whoever the next manager comes in is going to rip that armband right off of Harry Maguire's arm. Um, he doesn't deserve it um, for his antics against scoring against Albania, putting his ear, putting his fingers up to his ears, you know, blocking out the, the hateful words and the criticism. That dude needs to be criticized the most if he's the captain. You know, he's the, he's the one that's the, he's supposed to be the leader on the team and he's not doing anything, you know? It sucks. And then he gets a red card against Watford for giving the ball away like he usually does and takes him down. Um, I think it was Dennis. I think he took down Dennis to get that red card or, or it was Joshua King. I'm not sure which one. It doesn't really matter at this point. He got sent off. And apparently the dressing room, um, he ripped the armband off and threw it on the floor. Um, if that's my captain, I don't want him. I think he should be I think he should be benched for a little bit. I mean, he will be since he got a red card. I think it's three games. Um but I think I think these problems at United, I think they're a little bit deeper than just the manager. And obviously, you know, they got rid of the main manager, they got rid of Ole, um, but then they kept uh, McFeelan, Michael Carrick, Kieran McKenna, and um, Dan Hardis. I think is his last is is his name. Um, they were all given three year contracts before, like a week, a week to two weeks before they just fired Ole, which is insane. And you know what? Um, it's just, I think, I think it's not just the manager that has to go. I think it's his entire coaching staff and just firing the manager and then 
keeping the coaching staff, it's kind of a, it's kind of a mood point because they're going to have the same training sessions as, you know, all they did. They're going to have the same kind of game plan that he did. And obviously we saw that it doesn't work. So is a change of manager really worth it? I mean, yeah, he had to go, he had to take the brunt of the, of the, of the blame and, and they had to get rid of him with these poor performances. Um, it just sucks to see, um, someone, a, cl- a club legend like that, get, get the can from the club that he supported his almost his whole professional life. Um, which is unfortunate. I mean, he's still going to be a legend. He's still going to come to the games. He's still going to support Manchester United, but not the way that, that he would like to, I think. And I think that's going to kill him a little bit inside. Um, it's very unfortunate, but now, you know, day after he got day after he got sacked, they're like, who's going to replace him so far right now. The interim manager is, uh, Michael Carrick, another guy who played for Manchester United, another former player. Um, and you know what? I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little excited to see what he does tomorrow against Villarreal, big champions league game, big group stage game. Um, if we win this game, we're pretty much we're pretty much in through the um, in through the round of sixteen. Um, but then now we play Chelsea in this upcoming weekend, which is going to be a tough one. And I don't think they're really looking for a manager right now, which is unfortunate. And I think that's a huge problem to address before we play another tough stretch of games. We play Chelsea this weekend. We play Arsenal the weekend after that. And those team those two teams are in form in form hot unbelievable um even though arsenal lost four nothing to liverpool on saturday but um yeah they just they're just they got and then they got a a good crystal palace team the weekend after that um it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough they don't have they don't have a very easy schedule coming up either either they're they're mostly lower level teams but they're all teams that believe in each other and play as a team and that's what you don't want to play as if play. Those are not the teams that you want to play if you're struggling to put together performances and handle the ball and, and you know, dominate like you usually do, you know. Um, it's going to be a tough one out there. But um, they might, uh, we might pull through. We might not. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, but in other news, um, Mauricio Pochettino, the PSG manager, is the number one candidate to replace Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, whether it happens, you know, in a couple days, if it happens next week during the transfer window, um, or even in the summer, he is the number one um, to replace OGS. Um, I think, you know, I think we had the opportunity last summer to, to, to sign him before he went to um, PSG. I think we kind of dropped the ball on that. I think, Ole was a good, good transition manager from, uh, you know, he brought back the club, brought back the expectations a little bit, brought back the spirit, the fight, you know, the will to win. And I, I, I've said this a million times. I know some of the listeners are are very good friends of ours. Um, I say that he was the guy to take us, to take us right before the next step that we have to make to, to challenge for titles. I think he did that good enough. And I think now it's time for someone to take someone else to take over and take us right back to the top where we need to be, um, which is dominating the league, you know, making deep runs in the Champions League, winning the FA Cup, you know. Um, 
But uh, I, I'm just at a loss for where is these last couple of days. Um, it's tough to see. Um, you know, my team have such have such poor showings um, these last couple of weeks, especially against two of our biggest rivals getting absolutely dumped on. Uh, it's just tough to see. I really hope that we can pull pull through here and and move on with with our with our season and and hopefully make the top four maybe push for a champions league final maybe a semi-final i'll take that or or win the fa cup we need to have a trophy at the end of the season it's it's as simple as that i think and will it happen i would say it's about a 50 50 shot right now maybe 60 40 probably not getting a trophy um it's just I, I i that's all i really want to cover right now um i really hope the best for for ole and and his family whatever he decides to do next i really hope he takes a a um a break here and and really tries to enjoy getting back into the game as a fan um yeah uh other soccer news though moving on um unfortunately uh last week um, Kun Aguero, Sergio Kun Aguero had to retire due to heart complications. It's kind of the same thing as Henrik Lundqvist. Um, they had, he had some heart palpitations and they had to go check. He had to go get it checked at the doctors with the team physicians got sent to a cardiac specialist. Cardiac specialist said, no, you cannot play soccer anymore. And it's such a terrible way to end your career after being, you know, one of the highest scoring Premier League players of all time representing your national team with Messi, um, finally getting a big move to Barcelona away from Man City, the team you played most of your professional career for, and then playing a couple games for Barcelona and then having to be having a forced retirement. Um, it was um, It's unfortunate to see a player like that. You see a couple players like that. I don't think Christian Eriksen's going to be um, – Christian Eriksen's ever going to play soccer again. Um yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I, I feel really bad for him. I think he was a fantastic player. Um, all the best to him and in, in, in his future. I wonder what he's going to do after this. Um, other news, Sergio Ramos um, is in the squad, match day squad for um, PSG's trip to Man City. Um, first, time Messi and, first time Messi and Sergio Ramos are going to play together in the same game um, since joining. Um, really interesting to see what happens. I think Sergio Ramos still has it, even though he's bat- he's been battling through some injuries the last couple of years. Um, I think he's gonna make a. I think he's gonna be a different ma- difference maker for that team, and it's it's confirmed that that Pock, um, the PSG manager, soon to be Manchester United manager, uh, he, he this team isn't what he envisioned it to be. Um, he thought he was going to have a have a uh, have a different project to work with than having Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe up front, having an abundance of of left backs, wing backs, you know, center backs, and having a, a surplus of goalies. He said he didn't really have to sign Gianluigi Donnarumma, but they did. And I think that's kind of what's wrong with modern football today, because the best teams are obviously going to buy the best players, and obviously the players aren't going to play. You know, it's kind of the same thing with PSG. They have some great players that aren't going to play every single game, but that's what players do. They want to play the game, and it's it's sad that that these kind of teams are, are holding on to them. 
Um, very unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, and uh, Chavi uh, wins his first game as Barcelona manager, which is good for him. I mean, it was against um, Espanol. It was a one zero. It was a one zero win with a Depay penalty. Um, again, I think there's still a lot to to um, to work on there as as a team and as the organization in a whole. Um, but it's it's great to see Barcelona get back on track with a win after sacking um, Coleman and and um, really battling through some tough times, kind of like Manchester United. It's good to see them back in the positive. Um, Uh, you know, obviously I want to talk about, uh, keep talking about potential managers for United, but we're not going to get into that because it's probably bore you guys. Um, there's a wholesome video going around the internet right now, um, of bad guy slash good guy, Jose Mourinho gifting an 800, 800 euro pair of shoes to, uh, Felix Afena Guian after scoring his first brace for Roma in the late late stages of the game to take him to a win. Um, Mourinho promised him if he, if he scored a goal in his debut that he'd buy him, <laughs> he'd buy him Balenciaga slip on shoes. And he did. He's the, he's one of the first 18 year olds um, in recent history, recent Roma history to score a goal like that. Um, I think it was Zaniolo who did that last. And uh, Zaniolo is about 21 now. Um, good for Roma. They're coming. They're battling back um, from a tough spot. They've lost a couple in a row, um, but they're they're coming back. Um, they're sitting fifth right now. They are. Let's see. They are. Oof. They are uh, ten points off the top. Uh, Napoli and Milan are are tied for 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 um, tied for for first. Um, Napoli going ahead on goal differential Milan law oh wait no they didn't Milan came storming back from a or almost came storming back from a a um, Fiorentina blowout 4-3 at full time this um this Vlahovic Dusan Vlahovic is is one of the guys that we should be looking out for um he's gonna make it he's gonna be up there as probably one of the most wanted strikers um, in Europe, he is. He is. He is 21 years old. He's got a lot of potential, um, and right now he's he's on fire for for uh, his uh, for his Serie A campaign. He's scored 10 goals in 13 matches that he played in, and that's impressive. Um, and he plays for Serbia. I don't know if Serbia made the World Cup yet. But um, speaking of the World Cup, there's not a international break for four months. So what is that? March. March is the next. Uh, March is the next game. Next international break. A lot to look forward to. A lot to play through. Um, we'll get back to you next week with more updates. Um, some games to look forward to this weekend. You know, no one's uh, no one's uh, no one's working Thursday. Obviously, um, we got some Europa League action. We got Roma Zoria and 
Celtic Bayer Leverkusen. We'll see what happens there. Um, some good Champions League games um, this week. We got we got Atalanta Young Boys and Man United Villarreal for Group F. That's going to be a tough one. Um, then we have Chelsea Juve, which is going to be huge. Um, that has some big implications there. Um, if uh, Juve win, they pretty much guarantee their spot in the round of 16. And if Chelsea wins, they tie Juve and they could be in first in the table and it could it could change where they're lined up in the round of 16 and who they're going to match up against next. Um, Wednesday, you got Man City PSG um, and then Atletico Madrid and Milan and then Liverpool Porto and then um, the rematch of FC Sheriff versus Real Madrid is on Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Um, that's probably a good pregame to toss on second half. Start start boozing after after work um, and watch uh, FC Sheriff pull off a win um, at at their home field. Um, and then for the for the weekend, we have Brighton and Leeds on uh, Saturday at twelve thirty. We have Arsenal Newcastle, Crystal Palace at Villa. Um, I think those are going to be the three best games to watch. Kind of a mid mid table battle. Um, Arsenal, obviously, probably the best out of those out of those teams right there on a run. We'll see what happens then. Um, but up the Villa, and then Sunday we have um, we have West Ham Man City, huge game. Um, we'll see what happens there. Um, I think West Ham are going to get back to winning ways um, against Man City. I, get, I bet they're going to come out pissed off, and they're going to do they're going to use the same game plan they had against Liverpool, and and take it to Man City. Um, we got Brentford at Everton at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. I think that's a great Sunday morning game. We'll see Brentford kind of tapered off a little bit. Um, Everton also tapered off a little bit. It'll be a good battle, but I think Brentford will come out on top. And then we got 11:30. We got Chelsea Man United. And I think I think Lukaku is going to be available for this one. Um, he, uh, it's going to be a tough one, honestly. Um, I'm not sure if he'll be able to come back. Um, if he does come back, I think we're screwed. Um, we'll see. Um, I really want Man United to win under a fresh, uh, a fresh fresh manager change we'll see if they're revitalized um that's really all i have for you guys this was the linesman this is nick going solo on the mic everyone have a great thanksgiving um shout out to rb he couldn't make it for an emergency today just a reminder um just wish him wish him well um we'll get back to you on monday guys uh go united up the villa uh, go Hotspur for, for Arby. This is Nick. This is the Linesman. Out. Out.